everyone um welcome to paranormal captivity woo we're back we're back this is a podcast in which we talk about cats and mystery and murder and also some cozy mystery gossip which is what we're getting to today love me some cozy mystery gossip oh me too you know what i realized though we should maybe do it it's been a while since we've like introduced ourselves and like said who we are maybe we should do a little bit of that oh okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) do i know who i am do you Um, know who you are yeah so i'm julia gross of the gross sisters (laughs) i live in baltimore i have two cats chuni and mushu Chuni and Mushu! They run my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I spend my time um, baking and crocheting and reading, reading cozy mysteries. Oh, and <laughs> planting things sometimes. Although Ooh. I've killed, like, a lot of my plants this winter. Oh, I would like to find a way for that not to be your fault. But I don't know how, because I no, wasn't it's there. Like, <laughs> it's mostly my fault. I picked plants specifically to go in my patio in the summertime in Baltimore. And so they really mm. hate being indoor in the wintertime in Baltimore. I picked like tropical rainforest plants that live on like the rainforest floor, because that's kind of like the same environment that my like steamy concrete um thunderstormy patio is in the summertime Fair. but obviously my house does not stay that way in the winter so they don't find it very inviting and i understand so they <laughs> left this realm <laughs> they left this earth <laughs> they went somewhere better <laughs> <laughs> i like to think they went somewhere better <laughs> All right, well, I am Eva Gross. I am also of the famed Gross Sisters. And um, I work for a podcast called And That's Why We Drink during work hours and not work hours. Um, And yeah, I also like plants. I have two cats, Shadow and Franklin. They are just the sweetest. And I also love plants. I just got some plants for myself yesterday. I got a snake plant which i also so i don't know how you feel about plants i also got a little fern so i'm really excited about both of those Uh, love a good fern so i got the snake plant i wasn't expecting to get the snake plant and as soon as i saw it i was like why does that feel like the plant i've always wanted but felt like i could never have like that feels like like what all of my Mm. like role model like friends like people i really respect have one of these and I, I just never thought to get one for myself ever. And so when I saw it, it, something in me just like flipped. And I was like, now I'm the person with a snake plant. <laughs> <laughs> now it's mine. My turn it's to be an adult. My you know, turn. I, so I think 
what the snake plant represents. Oh, tell me. <laughs> to me, at least. So I'm pretty sure snake plants are like pretty indestructible. They like don't need a whole lot of water or like light. They're basically like the closest thing you can get to a plastic plant. Yes. So I've seen them a lot of times in office buildings. Oh. And so I feel like it like seems like a very grown up plant because you see it in like offices. Maybe that is a good theory. Yeah, I, I could see that. Also, we always had one. Like, those were always... I feel like those and jade plants were always, like, what dad had. Yeah, I know. We're getting... We're really veering into, like, gross family territory here because our (laughs) family is also very (laughs) plant-heavy. Yeah, and I feel like snake plant and jade were, like, the two that I remember always being in dad's office growing up and thinking, like, oh my god, those plants are so cool. Actually, that's probably part of... You're probably totally right. And, like, he used to always have... Like, he always has, like... A, a, like a a cute little setup where it's like a plant and like some little like tchotchkes and like some fun little toys like I feel like he always has like a bunch of shit together and I realized as soon as I got home I like put my snake plant like on my tv my little like tv cute kind of retro-y tv stand with like my retrograde candle from M and like a picture of mm. me and some friends and my sage that you gave me and like the witchy book like I put a bunch of little like things together Mm -hmm. and it just it just felt right let's just say that nice and to go into to veer into the cat and plants territory i did do a little bit of research to be like will these plants kill my cats (laughs) and it was like (laughs) they're not great but like they'd have to eat the entire plant for them to Mm. really be into that and i feel like i don't want to like toot my own horn here or whatever but because i've let my cats out on my patio enough and i have like a shit ton of plants out there i've only ever really i feel like they're around enough plants that they're like oh let me like sniff for a minute and then like not care about them later so Mm. there is that yeah i feel like my plant my my plants my cats have been pretty good about not eating my plants but I will also say every time I take Juni for a walk, he goes immediately to the grassy patch next to my apartment and he like eats a bunch of grass and then he comes in and throws it all up. (laughs) So what an asshole (laughs) trying to break him of that habit and also trying to like dissuade him from eating that grass because it's like dirty, polluted Baltimore grass. So I think I'm going to try to like grow him a little cat grass patch that stays inside and doesn't get covered in like dirt and city pollutants like motor oil yeah Yeah. (laughs) that actually makes me think like that does remind me that like the only plants that my cats do like really chomp on are like the like the weeds that grow in from underneath my like bamboo fencing on the bottom Mm -hmm. like the basically Mm -hmm. just like the grass from the other side of the fence and yeah murphy has definitely come in and thrown that shit right up right Oh, maybe we should up top do a, fu- a few little fun, like, announcements. 2021 announcements. Do we have 2021 announcements? Yeah, well, we just want to, I would like to remind people that we are doing uh, once a month. So I'm doing weekly, like, Tarot Tuesday, kind of like, I'm learning tarot, and I have this really great cat tarot card deck that I've been learning on. And so I've been doing like weekly Instagram lives for that, which has been really fun. And people have been so sweet and just like kind of helping me interpret the cards that I pull, which I love. Um, And then we decided that you and Julie and I would do once a month. So one of those like 
weekly Tarot Tuesdays are going to be, Julia's going to join me, and then we are going to read for one of our cats. Yeah, we did Chuni last time, and he got some pretty good cards that I'm not sure he deserved. (laughs) Maybe that's why they're not working. Maybe you just are, like, not giving him the right, like, you're not putting the right energy towards him. (laughs) I don't believe in him. (laughs) Don't believe in his friendship-making skills. (laughs) Oh, my God. So funny. So, yeah, join us this Tuesday. Um, We're going to do that from, excuse me, we're going to do that from my my personal account and the paranormal captivity account and we will do that at 5 p.m pacific 8 eastern on instagram live so if you want to join that that would be just a grand old time they're really short too it's not like a whole long commitment it's just like we pull three cards chat about them you probably see our cats and uh that's it Mm -hmm. And then we're also, we're sort of reshaping some of our strategies for Patreon because we're just always trying to give our patrons some more fun perks. So um, we're going to have, we have a few, like we were chatting about it before we recorded. We're going to do some like, ooh, some maybe like dramatic ratings of some fun things. We got... A recommendation from M for me. That's why we drink. Um, we got a fun little recommendation from them of something we're going to listen to, too. And then, yeah, we may or may not be doing um, game nights where we just uh, kind of play together. And we're going to try to figure that out on potentially YouTube live. And then we could stream it through to Patreon. Otherwise, we'll we'll film it and we'll um, put those up for you guys maybe on like a Friday night here and there. So we've got some... Fun stuff coming for you, Patreon. Yeah. And in general. (laughs) Woo, 2021. Fun things. Ooh, fun things. Let's let's keep it there. Let's keep it that, you know, anything could happen in 2021. Hopefully some fun things will happen. (laughs) Maybe Chuni will even make a friend. Oh my god, maybe Chuni will make a friend. Ugh. If you want to watch, I actually saved, um... Chuni's tarot reading so I think it's on my Instagram I don't think I could save it to yeah because I was logged in through my so if you go to uh, my personal Instagram um, I saved that one so you can watch Chuni's uh, rating but yeah definitely involved him making friends or not making friends yeah I mean I don't think if it's if it has to do with him making friends I don't think it's ever going to be about Mushu so I'm just I mean I'm curious to see if some other creature comes into our lives Mm, oh interesting because Chuni and Mushu will never get along it's just not gonna happen well not with that (laughs) attitude Julia (laughs) also not with Mushu's attitude to be honest I mean Chuni's a big bully but Mushu is like not having it fair it'll be interesting to read his cards at some point to like yeah. see how that reacts to what chuni or like you know inter- interacts with what uh the cards chuni got yeah no my question for for mushu what i want to know about his future is will he ever learn how to use the pet stairs i got him <laughs> so that he can get up onto my bed <laughs> oh my because God. it's been like a month and he still hasn't figured it out <laughs> which still blows my mind because i think i said at the time like my cats just want to put their entire bodies on any new thing in this apartment (laughs) like if they haven't seen it one million times they're like i need to like 
encompass that. Like, I need to sit on it. I need to roll on it. I need to, like, bite it a little bit. I need to sniff yeah, it. You no, know, Mushu is real dense when it comes to things like that. And he hasn't figured <laughs> out how to go up them. And when I put him on my bed and, like, pointed him towards the stairs to get down, he, like, took a – he, like, put his paw on there, like, took one step and then, like, jumped off the top of it. <laughs> Oh my god. So I'm like baffled to be honest. I like really don't know what to do. <laughs> oh my god. Other than just leave it next to my bed and hope that one day it will become useful. <laughs> <laughs> Someday. Well, actually I was just talking to my friend Cricket about that. She has the sweetest little cat, Raphael, that um I actually went with her when she adopted Raphael a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. It was super fun. But she was just, we were just talking about that too, of like the things that you think are safe. And then all of a sudden, like 17 months later, your cat is like, oh, hey, this thing. Like my cats already fuck with new shit. And then they like forget about it. And I'm like, oh, okay, everything's safe. And then it's like, no, like uh, 11 weeks later, like a weird amount of time later, they're like, I'm obsessed with fucking with this one thing forever and always. And then they stop after like, but a, a little bit too long of a time. Mm-hmm. They never stop it like when you want them to. Yeah, no, that's true. I have some shelves in my closet and Chuni's like, he he doesn't like bother them at all. And then like all of a sudden one night I'll find like all of my jewelry on the floor the next day. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what happened? Like obviously he like decided that it would be fun to jump in there and just like toss everything on the floor. But then he won't do it again for like six months. <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually right at that. This reminds me, Julia, that this is pro- I'm probably my time is probably up on the amount of time that it's been since uh, Franklin especially has found a way onto my dresser in my closet. Mm-hmm. And I, oh God, I hate when he does that. <laughs> I'm going to move that dresser someday and find like, yeah, an earring, a, a bunch of socks, like my a cube from a the photo cube that like mom and dad made for us. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> so much shit um okay cool well i don't know how to segue from the oh i do know how to segue from that into what we're doing today because some of the okay so let me start out i have to explain the segue which makes the segue not good (laughs) um so today julia and i decided we're going back in time and back to our roots and we decided to go back to pickaxe from Moose County of the Cat Who series. So exciting. Yes. And, I mean, at least for what I read, so we basically, we had different books, so we're actually telling each other stories today from these small little, like, extras, like little extra books ancillary to the Cat Who series. So the one that I have is The Private Life of the Cat Who, dot, 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 Tales of Coco and Yum Yum, brackets, from the Journal of James Macintosh Quillerin. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, and mine is Short and Tall Tales, Moose County Legends, collected by James Macintosh Quillerin. Oh, I think I'm more excited for yours than I am for mine, even though, like, okay, here, maybe we should also go through, I'm going to go to the, where's my index here? Um, so the actual segue that I've been explaining apparently for 27 minutes right now um the segue for me at least was that okay so the two stories that i read (laughs) just based on the titles alone were cats exclamation point who can understand them (laughs) i mean yeah (laughs) true 
And then also, do cats have a sense of humor? Nice. Question mark. So. And tell, okay, tell us what you read, Julia. I feel like maybe you should go first because I feel like yours are just going to be chef's kiss. I feel like I've only heard a little bit about them, but I'm like so excited to hear them. Yeah. So this book is so funny because when I, I got like so excited about all of these stories and then I read them and was like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, because they're so like, okay, so I actually read three. One of them was kind of boring. And so I think I'm going to drop it and we're not going to hear about it. We'll maybe hear about it like another time. But one of them I read as just kind of like, because I saw a picture of a cat in there and I was like, oh, I should read Uh this. It's only like, like a page and a quarter long. So I think I might actually read it, the whole thing to you. (gasps) Yes. Because I, I just need to get someone else's opinion on this. So. Ooh, okay. (laughs) So the first one that I read that I can just summarize was a true question mark history of skunk water (laughs) oh that's right that was the one i was so excited about because i was like okay we've heard about skunk water for so long in the cat who books and like kind of know what it is but not really yeah yeah so that one i that one i enjoyed it's like also very short all of these are very short all of them are like barely over a page long really yeah mine too but like they so this one actually like it did give i think a a good like fun little story and like description of what skunk water is i think kind of (laughs) (laughs) but this second one that i read is like i don't like i don't know how to describe it it's like a story so it's just called matilda a family heroine oh and it was like not it didn't feel like a full story it felt like lillian jackson braun just like threw in a bunch of like wild shit and then was like and then i'll just play it off like it's normal the end bye and then like didn't give me any so any yeah i it didn't give me any like conclusions and i was like i think the mystery that you thought you were writing is not the real mystery you wrote like (laughs) 10 other mysteries in here that i want answers to that you just like left (laughs) without any explanation so oh my god good to know the preface okay yeah so anyway i'm ready I'll just... oh okay so i if you want me to start i'm gonna end with that one so i'll start with the skunk water one okay okay cool and we're only doing we're doing the skunk water you're reading to me and then we're forgetting that you said you read three stories right <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay okay yeah because the, the one that i like know thought was gonna be really good it was just basically the same information that we had from one of the cat who books that we had already read like it wasn't it was already a story that we had heard so for anyone who hasn't been following us and the cat who so quillerin is james mcintosh quillerin who wrote these two books apparently that we're reading um lives in moose county and so we kind of like see him he's the main character we kind of see him like through all of his like journey through his like cozy mystery times like every once in a while he'll like meet someone really interesting and he'll just like kind of pull out his notebook and start like jotting down stories so i think that's like what my book is meant to be it's like all the stories that he's collected Mm, and so some of them we've actually already heard because we got like a snapshot of him like collecting the story in the book oh interesting and so i think that's like what one of the stories that I read, like, it was just one that we had already read. Okay, fair. 
Um, but so the skunk water one, let me read you the little blurb. So each one starts with a little blurb um, from Quillerin before he gets into the story. Love it. Um, so this one is, I met him at the bar at the Black Bear Cafe. I was waiting for a burger and sipping skunk water with lemon twist. <laughs> he was drinking it neat. He mm. leaned over and said, good stuff you're drinking, mister. I've okay. Dr- <laughs> I'm so sorry to interrupt you already. I was really trying not uh-huh. to because I'm such a jerk interrupting. Okay. it This already sounds like sexual. Like, it sounds like he's meeting, like, a Tinder date, which I love, by the way. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. That all. <laughs> I mean, it might also be the way I'm reading it, too. <laughs> <laughs> we just want that more than anything. <laughs> Fair point, fair point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll try to... Okay, so sorry, so sorry. <laughs> try to try to read it less sexually. <laughs> oh, God. I do like the idea that Quillard would probably be super pissed about that. <laughs> like, this isn't supposed to be gossip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, this is the history of Skunkwater. This is research, you Serious idiots. Serious <laughs> journalism. <laughs> this is real shit. <laughs> um, yes, okay. So he leaned over and said, good stuff you're drinking, mister. I've been drinking it my whole life and I'm 90. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. So this person, (laughs) if I had waited one millisecond. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Would have totally, uh, yeah. Changed the picture a little bit already. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. I protested that he didn't look a day over 70 and he showed his driver's license for proof. Yep. I were a tiny tot when my grandpa discovered skunk water. Mr. Bag. Babcock wanted to talk, and I put my tape recorder on the bar. <laughs> oh my god. So that was the little, like, intro. So this is a story from Mr. Babcock, whose Got grandfather discovered skunk water. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's, like, a pretty short story. It's, like, pretty easy to summarize in, like, a sentence. So basically... <laughs> Love that. (laughs) Yeah. So basically his grandfather had like a family farm. So he was living there with like his wife and, you know, kids and like the whole family was like, you know, farmy type of like setup. Mm -hmm. Um, So he went out to like a livestock market one day to like, I don't know, do farmer things and stuff. Uh And it it kind of sounded like, um, uh, what's that? Was it James and the Beanstalk? Who is the Beanstalk kid? Oh, with the giant <laughs> ja- Jack and the Beanstalk. Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah, <laughs> James okay. and the James, Giant Peach. James and the Giant Peach. Yeah, I'm mixing yeah, yeah. my my stories. Yeah, no, you're mixing so, your giant your giant vegetables. My and giant small things. boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of sounded like a Jack and the Beanstalk type story, oh, where like okay. they were kind of struggling, and like he went to the market to like sell a cow or something, and he came back with something like useless that turned out to be not useless. Oh, okay. So he came back with some, like, tw- it sounds like just twigs, like, things that they were supposed to, like, like, like kind of, like, cuttings, you know, that they were oh. supposed to, like, plant. And it was supposed to be, like, a, a crop that was good for livestock. Like, they were, it was supposed to be something that livestock, like, loved to eat. So he planted it, and it turned into, like, this wild vine that, like, completely took over the house. And so they were trying to, like, cut it back all summer, and it just, like 
completely overtook everything. The livestock hated it. They, like, (laughs) didn't want anything to do with it. And it, like, was, you know, growing over their house, their windows, and their, like, doors and everything. And so he was hoping that, you know, in the wintertime it would die off. But it didn't. It just kind of, like, stopped growing and, like, came back with a vengeance next summer. Oh, God. So they were thinking, like, this is the worst investment we've ever made. But then he went out into the field one day where, like, his kind of, like, normal, like, mud puddles were, like, you know, would develop in the rain and whatever. And Mm -hmm. he noticed that, like, where his field was usually getting muddy, it was, like, a bab- it turned into like a babbling brook with like the cleanest water that he'd ever seen or drinking in his life. So huh. that was the story of skunk water. I mean, kind of clarifies what it is. <laughs> so wait, okay, interesting. Because I always assumed skunk water was like you know like a like a, obviously it's alcohol free because Quillerin doesn't drink. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that it was something that like someone could make at like a bar like a bartender would mix for you or like anyone would mix for you but it's like actual water from a really specific place it's actual water and i couldn't tell if it was like carbonated because of the plant because it did say when he went out he heard bubbling and gurgling in a ditch so (laughs) (laughs) that also okay I laughed because it sounded silly and then I realized how true crimey that sounds and now I feel bad for laughing because it also sounds like, you know, someone could be dead in a ditch. Oh, yeah, you're right. It does sound like someone could be dead in a ditch. But no, this is a, like, water source coming from a ditch. So I couldn't I actually couldn't tell if it was, like, naturally carbonated because of the plant. But I'm assuming it's because of this, like, crazy Canadian vine that took over his house Oh my god! Maybe the root root system or something like had a special filtration system of its own, like natural filtration, or like soda stream involved. Yeah, or like maybe it was its own like natural soda stream. Like maybe extra carbon got in the water because of that. But okay, whatever it is, whether it is just extra clean water from this plant that naturally filters things, or it's carbonated water from this plant that naturally carbonates things it is <laughs> literally just water from a field <laughs> from oh this one specific field that has <laughs> weird magic beanstalk canadian vines growing all over it <laughs> okay but i actually really like that now because i'm like thinking about it and like that makes me think of like you know how, like, champagne is technically only, like, one region in France and everything mm. else is just sparkling wine? Yeah. Like, I love the idea that, like, true skunk water... And, like, you know Quillerin would, like, yell at someone about this. That, uh-huh. like, there are drinks other places that are like, oh, skunk water. And he'd be like, no. that is not from the mud ditch <laughs> on Farmer Bob's field. You idiot. That is sparkling mud. Like, mud- that's basically mud water. This is not skunk water. <laughs> This is the true skunk water. Yeah, it's s- like skunk valley. Oh my god, skunk valley. <laughs> skunk ditch. <laughs> skunk ditch. And it's skunk with a Q, right? It's like not spelled. I think so. Yeah. Oh man. Um, yeah, it's S Q U U N K. Love it. So, yeah. Farmer Babcock, Farmer Babcock is the only okay. one that can bottle and sell skunk wow, water. Well- He's got quite a corner on the market then. So, I mean, good for him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think 
it's probably going to stay that way because no one else wants to, like, take cuttings from his, like, vine that destroyed his house. <laughs> sure. I mean, I wouldn't. But, you know, he uh, obviously made a made a killing in the skunk water business. Wow. Well, hmm. So there you go. That's what skunk water wow. is. Literally just water. Literally <laughs> just water. It's so interesting because I feel like we have asked that question and, like, I feel like I was supposed to know at this point, and I still didn't. You know, like, I feel like it was described a couple times. I but know, like, right? I feel like yeah. I always assumed that it was, like, kind of, like, tonic. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But, like, maybe more bitter? Yeah, I definitely assume it had some, like, extra something in it. Like, even actual mm-hmm. bitters or, like, uh, some citrus or fruit or something. Yeah. Um, Although it sounds like you can drink it with... Didn't he say his has a twist of lemon in it? Yeah, I think that was always Quillerin's go-to, was skunk water with lemon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Uh, for doing that research for us, Julia, so we didn't have to. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I'm glad I could dispel the mysteries of skunk water. I thought you were going to say the rumors, and I was going to be like, yes, there have been many rumors about what skunk water <laughs> is. <laughs> is potentially nothing to do with (laughs) it is not skunk piss despite (laughs) what it sounds like (laughs) oh man okay so are you gonna read dramatically to me now should i do you want yes do you want to do one of yours or should i just go ahead and launch into this one actually no you're right maybe we should do a a little back and forth okay yeah do a back and forth yeah tell me about one of the the stories that you read okay well i have to start with i'm just turning to the page here real quick okay so i have to start with cats who can understand them because (laughs) that one came first in the book and it also kind of like segues itself into the do cats have uh, a sense of humor because it actually references cat's sense of humor. Oh, all right. Yeah. So we get a little, little twofer here. Um, so basically this, one, this one starts and I love that like every, this one also like each of mine is only like a couple pages too. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's a little bit longer than the other one, but um, I love that they each start with like, uh, like a hand drawn cat picture on oh, them. Nice. So that's kind of fun. They look a little bit like the, um, do you know that Twitter account, Poorly Drawn Cats? No, but also I don't know Twitter. That's fair. I know you don't. I'll send it. I'll send you a post. I shouldn't have asked. I should have just sent you the post. Um, They're actually really cute. They're like, people will send in their pictures of cats and the, the, whoever does it is behind the account will draw them in like, just basically like a really like minimalist way and they're always so funny and so cute and i love them nice um but this is like it's really similar so there's just like a picture of a cat on the the front of this chapter with like a couple paw prints and just like like has a mouth open like they're screaming (laughs) (laughs) so these are really just like small little missives like they really do feel like they were written out of quillerin's journal like he just Mm -hmm. had a long day of like you know, solving murders, writing, writing journal articles, and uh, and then like taking care of his cats. So it sounds like he's just like finished with the cats, and then is like, I, I need to sit down and like complain about them, mm-hmm. like because I didn't do enough of that in the books that we read. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this one really just starts with like 
him kind of ruminating back on when he got Coco and Yum Yum and being like, wow, I really had no idea like how pampered cats are, you know, or like mm-hmm. how much mm-hmm. they, mm-hmm. how much like caretaking they need. And I was just such a noob. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do they need actual caretaking or do they just need a lot of attention? <laughs> Well, that's the thing is that, like, it's funny that, like, yeah, because remember, I feel like we've talked about this before where Quillerin is like, oh, I had to cook my cat's beef wellington in, like, yeah, a puff like, pastry today. Did you and it's have like, to or do you, you kind of enjoy that? Because it sounds like <laughs> yes. you kind of just enjoy doing that. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit that because he, the first story, this has, like, two tiny little stories in it of, mm-hmm. like, him learning how, how high maintenance cats are and the (laughs) the first one is about um cat vitamins which i was like okay unless you're like vet prescribed that like you don't need to give your cat vitamins i I mean i do give my cat vitamins (laughs) oh okay (laughs) but just mushu because he's old so i give him joint supplements Oh, well, yeah, no, that makes sense. And, like, I mean, I don't want to down on Quillerin. Maybe that's what this is. But it did sound very much like him being like, I didn't know anything at all about cats, and now I have to give them fucking vitamins. <laughs> like, okay. I mean, if he's, like, making them beef tenderloin with, like, sides of peas and <laughs> carrots, he probably doesn't need to give them vitamins. <laughs> Honestly, probably not. The juices from that beef tenderloin, beef wellington, are going to, like, ju- like juice up their joints pretty well. <laughs> yeah. No, he's probably <laughs> doing the most. <laughs> oh, my God. So he definitely talks about, like, him being like, I had no idea how to give a cat a vitamin, which just kind of translate this to pill, I feel like, because I've definitely had to mm. do this. He basically ends up describing the, you know, the the way that you have to, like, kind of catch a cat and, like... Jam it down their throat yeah, and massage. Uh-huh, <laughs> yes. He describes that exact thing, but that he had to call Rosemary, you know, his friend Rosemary, mm. and, like, secretary, right? I think she's the sec- his, like sort of secretary-ish like she answers his fan mail or something oh yeah vaguely sort of which also oh i can't wait to tell you the second story because there's a lot about fan mail in the second story (laughs) (laughs) nice um but yeah so basically he's like i don't fucking know how to give a cat a vitamin and so he calls rosemary over and she's like oh it's super easy here's what you do which i don't know any cat owner that would be like oh it's super easy but she apparently is like oh i can totally do this and like Traps Coco, does the thing, gets it in his throat, like, massages. He swa- This even says he swallows, and then he, like, purposefully throws it up, like, a like, couple minutes. Like, cops it back up. Yeah. So that's, like, the first story of, like, how how high-maintenance cats are and how they're just, you know, cats. Who can live with them? You know? What are they doing? And then- <laughs> Well, Coco's, like, a special breed of high-maintenance, I feel like. Yeah. No, for sure. Um And uh, so this actually has, since it has the two little stories, it has a little separation here. And the Mm -hmm. end of this first little story is like, it just says, see what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll have you know that Mushu's a good boy and he eats all of his food when I crush up his pill and mix it in. (laughs) Oh, oh, that is good. Yeah, I feel like I've done that for mine, too. Like, it's a little easier that way if they're 
a little more food motivated maybe (laughs) yeah and also i'm like giving myself more credit than i deserve i don't crush it up i just pull the pill apart and put the powder in his food (laughs) oh sure 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 like (laughs) i think meant like designed for that purpose you're like doing even less yeah oh no i'm sure it is yeah yeah so the second part the end of this um this little missive on cats who can live with them mm-hmm. is so this one like kind of hit close to home too because i think i've talked before about how poor shadow has bad gums and how i have to oh, take him to the vet yeah. and i actually have to take him in for his yearly dental cleaning soon which i am not Ooh. looking forward to um but this story is about coco's teeth and how someone told Quillerin that Siamese cats require dental prophylaxis oftener than other breeds. Oh, interesting. Because mm-hmm. there are cats that have the, like, poor shadow. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that have those little, like, gum problems. And actually, Ari does, too. She has really bad gums. Yeah. And I've heard from the vet, it's just, like, they have, like, a weird thing that a lot of cats have where they're just, like, allergic to their own tartar buildup. And so they get, like really red and bothered gums so maybe siamese are more prone to that than other breeds i don't know true yeah no i know i this part especially i was like oh this is like even back then maybe cats were having like this has been the same problem yeah (laughs) so sad so this is basically about the first time that quillerin took him took coco to the vet to have his teeth looked at and so this is like you know he takes him to the vet he's like he apparently this also like was kind of weirdly like shadow he said that when he took coco to the vet he actually didn't mind the vet and he actually purred when he got his temperature taken which is true of shadow too he like weirdly was like yeah please stick that thermometer in my ass a little bit more (laughs) like he was just was like purring it was weird it was weird um but then it goes on to be like, but as soon as the vet tech like came in and started like pr- trying to pry his mouth open, he like shot like a missile, which I feel like is one of Quillern's favorite phrases about mm-hmm. cats. Mm-hmm. Um, he like shot like a missile and he found an eight foot cabinet that he perched on top of. And Why just would a vet have an eight foot yes. cabinet when they know they're going to be seeing cats? Yes. No, that is correct. That's that was my first thought, too. <laughs> I was like, that's a dumbass vet. <laughs> Make your cabinet shorter. <laughs> uh, truly. Make your cabinets reachable by humans. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I did like this line. Anyone who has not been cussed out by an angry Siamese cat doesn't know what profanity is all about. That was like funny. <laughs> but then the end of this. So you flip the. You think you're done here with the profanity line. And then you flip the page and it's like the you get a couple last sentences. And then it's that. After being ignored for a certain amount of time, Coco just jumped down and opened his mouth to the vet. (laughs) So I was like, all right. No, I'm not sure any cat does that. (laughs) No cat does that. No. But yeah, that was, those were uh, two, two small entries from the entry. Oh, shoot. What was it? I feel like I've been saying it the wrong way. Because I kept thinking it was so funny. From... Quillerin's journal entry entitled Cats Who Can Understand Them (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean I think all cat owners can relate to both of those stories (laughs) Yes, yes, they're very uh, kind of standard cat fare (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure Alright, your turn 
My turn. All right. So are you ready for this? For this story? <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so ready. Okay. So this one is entitled Matilda, a family heroine. Why was there no surname on her gravestone? <gasps> oh, weird. <gasps> yeah. So the little blurb says Lisa Compton, whose maiden name was Campbell, was one of the volunteers. Okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> Already? <laughs> oh, no, no. I just was saying, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, okay, 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 yeah. Uh, was one of the volunteers who tidied the historic Campbell burial ground this spring. Mm. And she called me with an answer to a question that had puzzled her family in the past. This is the whole story as related by Lisa. Hmm. All right, and I'm gonna actually read this whole thing to you because I want to know okay. what, what you think. Oh, I can't wait. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. So the first half I feel like was very like, okay, yeah, no, for sure. And then I got to the second page and was like, wait. <laughs> oh, great! I can't wait. All right. Do you know the Campbell Graveyard south of Purple Point Quill? It goes back to 1850 and was long ago outgrown. The family keeps it up as a place of solace in troubled times. Mm. There was one stone that puzzled me. Matilda, age 14. Was she not a Campbell? If not, why was she there? Usually the stones were chiseled with all kinds of information. Cause of death, names of heirs, even their family pets. There was only one date, 1897, and I thought, was there a scandal? Mm. I'm like you, Quill. I can't stand to be left in the dark. So I called Thornton Higgis to see if the monument works had any record, and he delivered in the archives. No answer. Mm. So I went to the bank where my grandmother's diaries are kept in Ooh! a large lockbox. Okay. That dear woman, I found out that Matilda was a cat. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh! The relatives uh, wouldn't object to burying an animal in the private cemetery, but they wouldn't want her to be called Matilda Campbell. <laughs> anyway, here's the story, Quill. Matilda was a gray mouser who went out every night uh, and was always pregnant. That was oh, normal. Okay. But on one occasion, she had cat fits all day and all night. Oh, no. It was the night that the little green lights appeared in the sky. <gasps> Oh, I see. Okay. So we this is this is where we take a turn. Am I correct? Yeah. We called them UFOs, but they called <gasps> them visitors. I'm they weren't unfriendly, just interesting. They visited every 7 years. I'm literally sure trying enough. to not scream into the mic. I already have screamed into the mic. I'm trying not to. I'm like covering my mouth. Sure enough, 7 years later, Matilda went through the same performance. What? But four years later, when she was 14 and pregnant again, she made another great fuss. My grandmother said, I smell a tornado. We're going to a safe place. Uh, they loaded the family in their and their valuables and the hunting dogs in a wagon. But Matilda was under the floor in the barn and wouldn't come out. They could hear her meowing. She was giving birth again. Oh my god. The sky was turning black. They had to leave. Good choice, as they say nowadays. They returned to find the house was... a. Uh, the house wrecked, but the barn and Matilda and her four kittens were safe. When she died the next year of natural causes, grandmother insisted on burying her in the Campbell plot um, among all the intrepid, illustrious Campbells. And that's literally the end. That's the what? entire story. Yeah, it was like one fucking paragraph about UFOs, not <gasps> explained, just like in there. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Julia, what the fuck? 
I know. I was like, wait, <laughs> no, that can't be right. <laughs> oh my god, Shadow is just staring at me from across the room. Like, why are you screaming? And also, like, <laughs> aliens and cats have a long history. He's trying to tell me, probably. Um, yeah, right. Wow. Okay. Is that wild? It like took a wild turn and then went back to normal. Like nothing yeah. happened. <laughs> oh my god, that's so insane. And like. Also, like, yeah, trying to think about Quilleran's reaction to that. Like, this woman being like, oh, yeah, like, no big deal. I don't like being left in the dark either. So here's the answer. It's aliens. <laughs> it's like, Quilleran would have been like, fucking no, it's not. Like, Quilleran is, like, the most, like... No, also, that wasn't even the mystery. It was like, oh, my God, <laughs> mystery, right? mysterious name. Like, oh, my God, here's the answer. It's a cat. She saw aliens every seven years, but one time Aww. she found a tornado. <laughs> oh, my God. I do also, I was a little bit sad, too, that the family, like, didn't want to give her the last their last name. Like, that seems sad to me. Yeah. I mean, it's a cat. It probably doesn't even know what a last name is. I mean, or it already it has its own last name, potentially. That's true. <laughs> that it's like, I don't want to be known as a Campbell anyway. <laughs> yeah. I'm um, an alien, and these are my family. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. I wasn't going to say it because it sounds too insane, but I was like, literally the insane thought in my head that I kept repeating was like, oh, so the aliens impregnated the cat that many times. Like, <laughs> is that what they're trying to say? I mean, aren't all cats aliens anyway? Maybe it was oh. just her family coming to visit. Oh, okay. That's Every funny. time she got pregnant, they were just like, oh, we'll <gasps> just come for the birth again, I guess. <laughs> okay, Julia, I think you cracked it, actually. <laughs> oh, Although my this cat was God. 14, and it says the, the visitors came every seven years, so, I mean. Oh, my God. They obviously didn't come for every pregnancy. Oh, oh, I see. Just, yeah. just two of them. <laughs> just, well, if the cat's pregnant all the time, maybe her family, too, was like, okay, but, like, we're only going to come for some. We live yeah. light years away from you. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, well, that also brings up the idea that maybe Lillian Jackson Brown believes in UFOs and just has, like, never... Never talked about it. <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like we've talked about this before, where, like, the 14 Tales books or, like, some of the ancillary things are the the places that she gets to write more about mm. the things that she didn't necessarily, like, kind of like ghost stories, mm-hmm. like, some yeah. of them, like, hint at ghost stories, but, like, not really. That's true, because, um, yeah, the books don't ever have, like, definitive, I guess, quote-unquote proof of, like, any supernatural yeah. phenomena, but, yeah, the 14 Tales were definitely, like, all about ghosts or at least that one was <laughs> <laughs> i mean maybe now we've just hit we've just gone through enough lily and jackson braun canon material that now we get to know that she believes in aliens as well yeah and cats can foretell their coming oh my god of course they can that, <laughs> yes of course they can um wow that's a really tough act to follow we definitely should have done that one last <laughs> did not plan that out well enough because my uh do cats have a sense of humor is not quite of the same caliber (laughs) i mean i should have warned you that it was gonna be (laughs) alien related (laughs) no i kind of like that you didn't i really i should have known i feel like the way that you like were building it up i should have known that it was gonna be like that wild but i just didn't know i just couldn't tell i mean it's hard to tell with lillian jackson Brown whether it's gonna be like actually wild or it's gonna be like you know 
build up for nothing. <laughs> it is true. Her ability to just like waffle between like the most insane shit and the most boring shit is like really <laughs> spectacular. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, actually, this is kind of uh, fun and relevant. So the picture that I have in this next story, um, do cats have a sense of humor, is one of the cats, Coco and or Yum Yum, that has a uh, a, bo- a book just like placed on top of them, but like open. So mm-hmm. like it's like holding a page, but on top of the, the cat. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like our logo. Oh, yeah. A little bit like our logo. Yeah. And that's because this story, so, okay, so this story starts out in a way that I couldn't really stop laughing about because Quillerin is just like, it's only like a page and a half and half of it is Quillerin just like touting his own, like tooting his own horn, basically, (laughs) of like being like, I garnered this much interest from my articles. And it's always in that like Mm -hmm. self-deprecating way that he does where he's like, oh, it was such an annoyance. And it's like, Okay, but you're you're literally bragging. So he literally brags. He says that one time in the quill pen in his column for the Moose County something um, that he wrote an article in an article somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think he wrote about Yum Yum. I think that's why the, the book is on. This must be Yum Yum. And then um, he wrote about Yum Yum stealing his bookmarks out of his books. Oh, mm hmm. Which I vaguely remember him mentioning at at different points. Yeah, um, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, and so he said he wrote about that and then posed the question to his readers, do cats have a sense of humor? And he then spends approximately the next page describing how many letters the Moose County something got in in oh. response to his article. And that like... <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was like a whole next page of him recounting all of his expertise in what humor is. (laughs) Oh, okay. That's actually an excellent, excellent guess. (laughs) Because he would also do that. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like something that he would uh, write a book about. And this is why I qualify as a humor expert. Oh, this is why I am a humorist of the (laughs) highest class. Um. No, but yeah, so that's basically it. Like, he literally just spends the next, like, page being like, we had to hire extra staff to, like, redirect all the letters to me. We had to hire, like, mm. people wondered at the the amount of the letters coming in. They thought they were for any legal purpose. It couldn't possibly just be to answer if cats have a sense of humor. And then it kind of goes on to, like, snapshot a few of those. Like, people would write in and say, like... Yeah, cats definitely do because my cat likes to steal the top of my pen and bury it in the um, in cat litter. <laughs> and then by the time I dredge up the top, the cat's stolen the bottom half of the pen. I mean, and like, that seems right, too. <laughs> honestly, though, yes, correct. Um, yeah, what was the other one? There was one that was kind of boring that was like someone being like, I never know what I'm going to find in my pocket. You know, apparently their cat mm. like puts shit in their pocket. Yeah, I mean... I did used to find some fun uh, presents in my shoes. Oh, God, yeah. You found some gross presents in your shoes, didn't you? Yeah. I haven't found any here in this apartment, I think, because there's my cats aren't indoor-outdoor anymore. But when I was living in Albania and had indoor-outdoor cats, I found so many dead lizards in my shoes. Oh, <laughs> God, gross. <laughs> yeah, it was real bad. <laughs> oh, God. Well, the one in here that I really related to, because I continue 
to find. Shadow just loves anything like pen shaped, chapstick shaped, lipstick shaped. Mm -hmm. This one was basically like my cat keeps stealing lipsticks. I've never found them. And then all of a sudden, like I'll see one somewhere and like that happens all the time that shadow will just like all of a sudden be i'll hear him playing with something and i'll look over and be like well what is it that that was the chapstick <laughs> that i lost like six months ago thank oh, you so uh-oh. much for finding that again <laughs> probably stole it in the first place and it's uh-huh. just like bringing it out of hiding oh yeah i'm sure there's a stash under the bed under the couch like somewhere mm-hmm. that he just like remembers every so often and it's like oh my god that thing that i love to fuck with <laughs> Yeah, I think Chuni's sense of humor is um, he likes to, he has this like one, it's like a red star, like stress ball. Oh. Um, And he loves it. He loves to play with it. He thinks it's like the like best toy ever. But every time I give it to him, he'll, like, immediately shoot it under the fridge. And then I'll, (laughs) like, have to go down and, like, grab it out for him. And he'll, like, immediately shoot it back under the fridge. Oh, my God. But he always wants to play with it. Every time I bring it out, he wants to play with it. And he thinks it's, like, the greatest thing. He won't, like, attack any other toy I give him. Like, he attacks that one. But every single time, he has it for about 30 seconds before it ends up back under the fridge. So so annoying. Yeah. Honestly, it just lives there now because I don't want to bring it back out. (laughs) Yes, yes, correct. Um, Well, the last of these little snapshots I thought was very pickaxe, Moose County related, where someone said that they thought that their frames were being tilted by vibrations from the abandoned mine shaft they live near. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which sounds terrible. Or maybe the terrifying. aliens coming to visit every seven, seven uh-huh. years. <laughs> actually, yeah. Actually, I think we figured that out. Yes, I think they yeah. are incorrect. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but that it was actually they caught one of their cats doing it. Oh. So I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah that's no, accurate. That's true. My cats mess with my frames, too. Same. All the time. All the time. Uh, <laughs> little assholes. Well, that's, that's it for our... Uh, our we did all our stories right i only had two you had two, two. and one that we we're talking about <laughs> one that we we're gonna pretend doesn't exist <laughs> yep 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 um but yeah that was super fun i'm glad we could like head back into cat who territory for a little bit yeah no i enjoyed those yeah that was super fun um so yeah thanks guys for listening um we are hoping to get into the realm of love a little bit next oh yeah so a friend of mine cricket turned me on to um i need to stop saying that after i say romance that's not like the right phrase to use after that (laughs) (laughs) i just mean she like gave me the books she like Uh informed me about them um there's a whole series of romance novels that involve animals and two of them involve cats so we are reading... Did we decide we're reading Trouble with Tabbies? I'm pretty sure that's the one I ordered. <laughs> okay, good. Good, good, good. I couldn't remember so, if that was yes. the right title. Um, yeah, so we're reading Trouble with Tabbies next in the month of love. And yeah, that should be a fun little, fun little romp. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. I'm excited to see how cats can contribute to... Uh... Or hinder, I guess. <laughs> Love lives. I assume <laughs> Sounds hinder. like this one might be a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah. Bring them together and then, like, cause the annoyance that Quiller and Journal's about constantly. Yeah, no, for sure. 
Yeah. Well, thanks again for listening, guys. We will be back um, with our romance book for you. And yeah, in the meantime, just hope you guys are doing well. I know I feel like I keep hearing and experiencing myself like hitting a ton of walls and like just being feeling extra like, when is this pandemic going to be over? Mm-hmm. All of that. Yeah. So we're just sending you guys love and hoping that you guys are doing doing the best you can. And we're just sending you all the cozy love. Yeah. Cozy mystery love. All that cozy mystery love. All right. Well, pet your kitties for us. And your puppies. <laughs> yeah, I said your puppies. And your pot belly pigs. Oh, and your pot belly <laughs> pigs. I want to pet a pot belly pig. Yeah. And your little oh. farm friends. Oh, farm friends. If you have them. Oh, I would love to pet a farm friend right now. <laughs> I know, right? Just thinking about those donkeys back home. <laughs> I know, and those little goats, those little and baby those goats. goats. Those little baby oh, goats. Yeah, I love them. All right, bye. Bye.